0: recording the following podcast may have adult humor swear words innuendos of a adult nature making fun of me that's a given <laughs> everyone looks forward to that but just know that you have been warned Hey everybody, welcome to Knights uh, of the Braille, the podcast, the blind knights. Uh, we have me, which is Richard, and we have TJ, which is, you know, Jesse's cat. Yep, we're all here. Uh, we, we got the whole crew with us then. Yep, Gray's
1: here somewhere, but she's not on the microphone, so.
0: Uh, she's shy. Yeah, but- she,
1: mostly, it's just she doesn't give a fuck.
0: Ah, I gotcha. Uh, we're gonna she's get like a into... cat version of you. I have like 3.5 seconds there. I mean, 3.5, you, 3, 3, 3, 3. you know. But she's a cat version of you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, gonna get into the Knights of the Braille news. Knights of the Braille news. Day. First, we have upcoming on September the 30th and October the 1st of 2022. From seven a.m. Eastern Time until ten p.m. Eastern Time, the Everyone Games event, because everybody deserves to game. It's to. Get, it's finally here. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, need awareness in gaming that you know we need accessibility in all formats. So. Yep. Uh, everybody, be sure to check that out. Uh, it's going to be live stream. Then they're also going to put them up on YouTube as they did last year. Uh, I'm going to have all kinds of panels, going to have games um, such as Surviving Able, Pathfinder. There's going to be some D&D, 5e, of course, and, you know, other games as well. And there'll even be some play-by-post games leading up to the event for those that want to participate but don't want their voices recorded. Uh, be sure to check them out at wwweveryone com. Follow them on Twitter at everyonegames2. And uh, yeah, you know, um, sign up, get ready to play, and you know, have fun.
1: And also, I think one of the games that's going to be played is, from what I remember, the Cats game we played in. I think they're I'm... doing a one-shot of that. I
0: believe uh, mostly Blind Gamer is doing that. I know there's a play-by-post of a game called Honey Heist, uh, which is where you are a bear, so... That would be um, cool. I think it would be really, really cool. Uh, Unfortunately for me, I won't be able to participate nearly as much as I did last year. Um, You know, just personal reasons here. A lot of stuff going on uh but we also have some more news and that is Saturday we launched Dice Heads and you can find them at the Dice Heads on Twitter and what it is is a collaboration of three different um podcasts uh of collaborators and you know um three different podcast peoples uh I'm trying to think of the word here. Um yeah, they produce uh like podcasts on disability. We have uh the guys over at Seesaw and you can find them at Seesaw Pod on Twitter. You have hindsight, it's 200 You can find Chad over at twenty thousand two hundred hindsight on Twitter. We also have um this is What Blind Looks Like. And you can find those two lovely ladies on Twitter at Blind Looks Like. Uh, oh, I Kimberly, didn't know you got anybody else
1: joined. I thought it was just the two of them. Um,
0: it, two is the, it, it is the other two in season one. But Kimberly okay. had, from This Is What Blind Looks Like has graciously transcribed episode one. So it's, um and her and Angie will be involved in season two, or at least Kimberly will be. I'm assuming that Angie will be as well. That's cool. I got to check that out. It is, is the podcast really cool. up, I'm sure? Uh, yes. If um you were subscribed to the Knights of the Rail podcast, you would have gotten episode one back on. Yeah, Saturday. I had
1: subscribed when I was, took out,
0: when I stepped into Jim's what? What? what, 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 what you, you took over, you, you sitting there when and I took be over quiet. Jim
1: spot is what I'm saying.
0: You didn't take over Jim spot, though. I took over Jim spot.
1: I meant in the podcast because you and Jim used to do it, and now it's you and me. Are
0: that's you all. saying you have power? I will say, no, I don't you.
1: have any. When I took over as the second host,
0: why can't they have a slash mute command?
1: That's all I'm saying. <sighs> I just meant that it's me and you now instead of Jim and you.
0: And now he's not speaking correct English. Oh. I never understood that. This coming
1: from a hick.
0: Exactly. Even I know it's supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> you and I. I don't give a shit. I know. Do I? Do, can, does this face
1: look like it cares?
0: No, it looks like he ran into a boat or something.
1: Yeah, I did. That was back in the summer of eighty-eight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Knight to the Braille Library. And as we enter into the library, we already see Jesse with his notes in a book while he's watching TV at a really loud volume.
1: I don't really do that anymore, though, because Katie said if I'm going to watch TV and it's something we pay for, that I shouldn't do
0: two things at once. Ah, uh, bless him. We all know he needs help, but we all need help. So, what book do you have for us this right. week, yes. Today,
1: I'm going to recommend "Terminal" by by, by Brian Keen. And "terminal Terminal" is about a guy who works for a foundry, and he's been sick, and he finds out that he has terminal cancer; hence, the title "Terminal." And it is quote growing at an alarming rate. So, he decides they're they're poor; they live in a trailer. Him and his wife and his young son, they always have to, you know, go jump through hoops to make ends meet. They have creditors calling them. He decides, him and his friends decide they're going to rob a bank. So they get caught up in this bank robbery. All this shit goes down, and he meets a young boy who has the power to heal people. And it's all about them. Pretty much half of the novel takes place with them in the bank, with their hostages and everything. It is a fascinating, it's more like a crime story mixed with horror, but it is a fascinating story. Um, I will say that he finds it, comes across this young boy that can heal, but the ending isn't some hallmark ending that you would expect. You know, if you hear that old guy with terminal cancer, find someone that can heal him. It is very interesting, the ending, how they get to the ending, stuff like that. Very good story, very emotional in some spots. You really identify with Tommy. He's the main character. One of his friends is like, he has two friends. The one friend is kind of dumb. He kind of reminds me, he's not to the level per se, but a little bit like Lenny in Of Mice and Men, if you've read that.
0: Oh, that is a great... Book.
1: He's not like... He doesn't have a disability, per se, but he's kind of that he's type slow of, or simple. Yeah, right. And the yeah. other guy is kind of crazy, like a nut, and that is just exacerbated by the situation they're in. So he kind of becomes the villain in a way. Just a great story. If, you, if you've read Brian Keene, you've read his horror novels it's different but it's still him if it like the voice is still him if it makes sense very good book i highly recommend it to anybody
0: right yeah i loved the uh, of mice and men and you yeah, too not not being politically correct you know lenny was like what we would say down here is he's just not all there he you broke know? my his
1: character broke my heart
0: Oh, yeah. Like, even as a
1: teenager, I'm like, oh, my God. I love that book, though.
0: He's a fantastic character. Yeah. Um, But for me, this is an older book. Um, And and I really love it.
1: It just got re-released. I had, like,
0: 1.25 You
1: did. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But if you guys look it up, there's two versions. I got the author's definitive edition because – they had a lot of, he had a lot of cuts made in it by the publisher, so he released it on his own. Ah. Can I go now?
0: Yes. Sorry. Are you sure, I am done. Um,
1: I just want to make sure. You, know. <laughs> yeah. you um, just made me think of it when you said older book.
0: Well, now I need to check and see what I can say so that I can actually get it. Anyway. Uh, just picking asked. at Jesse. Uh, uh, I've heard from Katie that that's all over. Um, uh, but, I'm going to be telling you about an older book today by one of my favorite authors, which is Dean Koontz. And, Jesse, I'm not sure if you've ever read it, but the book, The Fun House. No, um, but I've seen
1: the movie, it was, it, I don't is, know if the movie came first or the novelization came first, but I've
0: seen the movie. Oh, no, the the book definitely came before the movie, um... I'm not sure if it's based on his book or not, because I haven't heard about the movie. Um, but it's a really good book, and it's it's rather dark, um, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it to me, it grabs you from the very beginning. You know that and I I love I love carnivals because they can be extremely spooky. Oh, they you are. Know. Um, and again, they they can be kind of like cheery, and yeah, you know, I think that's what makes them more horrifying to me. Is that they yeah. try to be overly cheery, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know? And that's just that's just creepy to me when you're trying to be like overly cheery. It's just it's not natural. It's like Disney World. Disney World's creepy if you really think about it. Oh yeah, um, which is one reason I've only been like once. I think to Disney. But the book is I won't say it's like extremely fast paced. Um, it does have a couple little draggy parts in it, but mm. whenever you're reading through the draggy parts, it makes sense. You know, there's like to say at best is there's not a wasted word That's in good. here. Um Is it a situation where it like adds more backstory? In, in the majority of them, yes. Oh, okay. um, I love that kind of stuff. And it's been a while since I've read it. I want to think I remember it, like, flashing back. You know, it explains some of the things that, that goes on. And it's kind of like a slow build with a, an extremely evil villain. But yet, it's the kind of villain that I like because... He tries to act like he's all nice and honorable, and, and that's yeah. and how I play my evil characters normally. And he's you not one-dimensional, probably, no, right? No, no, yeah. no, not at all. I um, love that, too. And I'm trying to think of his name. I know his first name, I believe, is Conrad. I can't remember if it's Stryker or Stiker, something along those lines. But he's like the Barker. You know, uh-huh. at, the, uh, at the carnival at the fun house, and oh man, it's just I won't say it's the best Dean Coombs book I've ever read because mm-hmm. you know, I put that to um, Seize the Night and uh, Carpe Diem, I think is the name of the other one. So, no, it's Fear Nothing and Seize the Night. That's the name of the two books with Christopher Snow in it. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah, I really liked those, and Mister Murder, which was actually the book that I was reading whenever I had um, my wreck, you know. So,
1: were you able to go back
0: and finish it, or was it one uh, of those things
1: where you're like, "No, I can't do it"?
0: No, somebody actually bought me the audio book of it because I never well, did get to cool. finish it. That was cool. That was nice. I can't remember if we bought it or someone bought it for me, but I remember getting it back when you remember what cassettes were, you know. Of those little things that, you know, if they got too dry, the tape would start squealing and eventually yep. snap, you know. Um, for those younger people that are listening to it, it was way before CDs, um, you know, kind of after uh, eight tracks. And... <laughs> I wonder
1: if, you know how records have
0: come back, albums, I wonder if cassettes
1: ever will. probably not.
0: I don't think so. Um Records, so though, despite what anybody else says, this is coming from me. I'll argue you to the day I die. Have the cleanest sounding. Music. I don't see it,
1: and I don't know if it's it's just me. I'm sure, cause everyone says that. But
0: if you put like a
1: record in like an MP3, I can't tell the difference. Um,
0: not talking like that. I'm talking like, say you put a record on. A turntable which actually yeah i know plays, That's yeah I mean. um there, there is a, it's a clearer sound at least it oh. is to me but then again, a I lot grew of up, people
1: say that yeah
0: i grew up listening to records over at well the house i live in now which was my granny and papa's mm-hmm. house you know yeah and there's older records like that um it just sounds like a pure sound yeah my know. cousin but, is huge into records um i've got actually a few that i've bought off of ebay such as you know one of my favorite bands is smash mouth and i bought some of their like singles on uh on uh records and all you would be able to answer this
1: question for me then because you know you're blind now is it is it hard to find like a specific song that you would want in the record or do you just have to kind of play it from the beginning or how does that
0: work Um, I haven't really played any since I lost my side. I bought these as strictly collectors' things. Um, but I can tell you from what I remember, and it could have been that I was a kid, it was still hard to find the record because they're you think CDs are easily scratched, um, records are too. And just like a CD, once that happens, it's pretty much over because I used Mm to get yelled at all the time. Trying to do the whole DJ thing, you know. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 all good, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, really really good book, The Fun Funhouse. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, I if have you've one Dean, read it.
1: I have two Dean Koontz books on Audible that, of course, I haven't read. I have The Watchers and I have The Good Guy.
0: Have you read those? I, there's I think two books by Dean Koontz that I haven't read. And, you know, speaking of that, um, I downloaded a few of, off a of bar that I was like, huh, I don't think I've read that. Like, two or three chapters in, it's like, oh, yeah, I've read that. I remember this happens, this happens, this happens, mm. you know, and delete it. Huh. Um, But I think there's like two or three that I have not read. And I'm currently, well, after this book that I finish up now, I'm going to read Quicksilver, which I don't think that I've read by Dean Koontz. And um, maybe three, because there's one about the nameless that. Um,
1: yeah, he seems to be doing more thrillers now.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's a lot of his is, is thrillers, but he has mm-hmm. some some supernatural like things in, in there. Yeah, yeah. which is um, you know part of that is in the Funhouse, who is it's like a this is not really a genre that I know of, but it's like a horror thriller. You know, if that makes sense, like it. Yeah, most nerds would say it's a thriller with horror elements. Yeah, well, I'm not a nerd. Uh, I know you're not. I'm just saying. But uh, it's yeah, you know, it, it's along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, that's not something that really scares me all that much. Yeah. What scares me is like the the book Misery, if you've ever read it by Stephen King. I
1: haven't, but I've seen the movie.
0: Well, um, you know how realistic it yes, could possibly be. Yeah. That scares me more than yep. anything else. That's um, why
1: I can't do any of the really well, I've seen your next, but I can't do a lot of the home invasion ones because they're too real to me.
0: Yeah, like uh, I've read some Alex Cross books, you know, the series by James Patterson. Good? I love them. Okay. I, I love Because
1: I've heard some people say he's a hack. I didn't know if they were good
0: or not. Well, they're probably idiots and give me their okay. addresses and I'll mail them a letter tell them they're idiots. Okay. But, um, like in some of those books, and it may not have been those specifically, like they've been trying to take down these terrorists who have put chemicals in the water that will turn everybody into like raving lunatics, mm-hmm. you know, or, or kill them, you know, out and outright. That terrifies me. Yeah. Because I see that as something that could
1: happen. Speaking of that, that's one of the things I like about the Joe Ledger series is it takes like the horror tropes and like adds reali- realism to them. Like theoretically this could happen.
0: Exactly. You know and that's that's more terrifying than anything yeah. Stephen King could ever write. Although I have opinion.
1: a problem with demonic shit. Like I don't know if it's my catholic upbringing or not, but that stuff terrifies me. And aliens. Alien abduction is my one true fear, I think.
0: Oh, I bet you were scared at the movie um, E.T., huh? No, because he was friendly. Uh okay. Or was he? <laughs> my E.T. <laughs> would be like, and stab somebody, you know? That's just... Yeah,
1: your E.T. would like, be friendly <laughs> until like the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, like they go to give him a hug, saying goodbye, and he stabs him in the back and drinks their blood. I
1: think I read somewhere where the original idea for that was supposed to make him evil, but they
0: changed it. Yeah, I love that movie. I need to watch it He cry
1: like a baby at the end. Well, he was so cute, though. Uh,
0: but You, you when, probably knew this,
1: and this is totally off topic, but did you know he was voiced by a woman?
0: Yes, I did. Okay. I mean, I had forgotten I had something... that,
1: but... I'm sorry, I gave you another th- one second.
0: Yeah, it's getting less and less. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I have something in common with E.T. I love Reese's Pieces.
0: What, y'all both have big hands.
1: No. Oh. I do have a big head, though. They made fun oh. of me when I got my graduation cap, because they're like, God, your head's big, in front of the whole fucking school. They said
0: that. Yeah, I got a big head, too. It's all good.
1: That's what she said.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's get to one of our favorite segments. The creature feature. Today um what we're going to be doing is going through monsters of the multiverse. Uh gonna oh, be going in the alphabetical order, you know, picking like A, this week could be B, next week could be C. You yeah, know, we're not
1: going to do all the A's.
0: Right. Because um, there's and, a shit. Bunch. As long as there's like a monster in every letter from the alphabet, because I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, that probably know, we're, is. We're going to go in order, which I think is really cool. We're not yeah. going to give you everything about the monster because of the whole copyright thing. and. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um They're going to give you a taste. This creature sounds awesome. The Vanderhoop. Or Vanderhoop. That name just sounds is how, cool. Ha, is how Jaws says
1: <laughs> it. I would um, say
0: Vanderhoop. Vanderhoop. Just because that sounds cool. Makes <laughs> I me mean, think about that. um An uh, evil German or something. I'm trying to remember the movie. It's... I think it's black. Yeah, it is black. See, it was a rude... Road. <laughs> you know, it's such a funny word. When the Which nitrous. Movie? I think it's um black sheep.
1: I actually really. This will make you probably mad. I like that more than Tommy Boy.
0: You are no longer the host, and I'm going to be finding somebody else. You um, can feel my shoes, honestly. Uh, probably two people because you got big feet. But... <laughs> actually, no, I don't. My feet um, are like tens. The Banger Hob is a creature of shadow and flesh and whenever they're brought into this world they are a rather large bipedal toad looking creature uh they're mostly uses like thugs or mercenaries kidnappers things like that and as long as they have a personal item of their target person let's like say there was one that was targeting you know you if they had your earbuds, they can tell where you are um, as long as they are within a mile of you. That's... Oh. It's, it, it's really, really cool. Um, They're considered to be a large monstrosity, and they have an AC of 15, which, you know, is really not that hard to hit. Um, no. If you, you know, got your stuff, you know, in in the right places for your, um, you know, character, like, you know, max points in charisma. If you're a sorcerer, you know, or strength, if you're a barbarian or, yeah. you know, um, but this, so that, I mean, that kind of let me down about the monster a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you could five of
1: hit points though.
0: You could, um, or you could do multiples of them. You know, because whenever I was reading this, I was thinking like, um, a game, mob, like, yeah, mobster thugs, you know, yeah. like from the mafia and things like that that you read in books or watch on, yeah, you know. I thought of
1: bebop and rock steady as toads, yeah,
0: yeah, um, <laughs> perfect, perfect example there. I mean, they were really easy to beat up, you know, but they, but they were rather dumb because they kept coming back from, I love them. Oh, I know, I did too, um, the... That's, one, that's the only part about the newer Turtle movie that came out that I liked. That they were yeah, in Yeah, that's
1: the only part of the older ones that I didn't like.
0: That they yeah. weren't there. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: Tokar but, and Razor were kind of badass. So they don't really
0: count. Yeah. Um, they they could have done, done buff and Rock steady in that. Yeah. Instead. Um, but they have an average hit point value of 84. No, oh, I would beef that up. Well, I guess if they're thugs, you don't really need to beef that up, though. No, and and whenever we get down to this, we'll talk about this a little bit more. You could but even just do, use them for comedic effect, kind of, too. You could. They have a max hit point of 120, okay. you know, which to me seems to be a little overboard. Um, yeah. You know, because... I think I'd do 100. I don't mind maxing out my bad guy's hit points if my player's hit points are maxed out. Yeah. You know, because um, it, it levels it out. But here's what I had a problem with, was the challenge rating is a 5, which, you know, means 1800 XP. You know, The 84, to me, doesn't seem to fit that. No, um, I don't
1: think so either.
0: You know, because, I mean, we've... All fought in battles where the, you know, one thing was a giant had like a hundred and something, and we defeated it in what two, three rounds. Well, you, know, you guys
1: just ruled great, though, too.
0: Well, and that's part of the thing, you know, is, is if that happens. I mean, but you can't rolling. always count
1: on that, you know. Right.
0: If you're rolling low, then you know the eighty-four will kid in a heartbeat. You know, it's just. I I guess it averages out, but, you know, like in all things, you can always run away if, you know, things aren't going your way. I feel like that's something that no one, myself included, no one does. No, I build my characters normally not to run away. Yeah, Um, that's how I feel, too. Now, in, you know, because I usually, if I'm building a good character, he's going to run in to let the rest of the party go. Yeah, he's not going to leave. Yeah, you've seen me do that, you know, several times. Mm-hmm. Um, But the character that I have, like, in Jim's game that he runs every other Saturday in uh, Mutant Year Zero, I mean, he has, like, one hit point, you know, because it's based off of, of strength. So if something even looks a little shaky, he's gone. <laughs> he's like, His name's Novgor, and he, I mean, he runs. Like, somebody sneezes too loud, he's, he's running. You know, but (laughs) yeah, you you have to play to your he's like, Fuck this, Uh, exactly. Um, but these thug frogs, for lack of a better term, the banderhawk has two attacks that it can do it has a bite attack and it has a really cool tongue attack, which I think is just freaking awesome, you know, because it's a a toad, you know, and they have like,
1: yeah,
0: um, and they get like I said, two attacks per turn, but they can exchange one of their uh attacks to use Shadow Step to, you know, basically teleport like thirty feet away. Um, on their bite attack they get a plus on a bite and a tongue attack they get a plus eight to hit. Oh. Now see that is absolutely crazy. Um but their strength and constitution is is maxed out at twenty. Um and but the average damage on like a bite attack is is piercing damage. The average damage is fifteen. You know, that's that's pretty freaking bad right there. You know, if if you're a sorcerer, granted you should yeah, you you shouldn't be in melee with something like this. No, but if you're dumb like me Yeah. Um or if like your DM doesn't give you like you know, like oh here they are right there, boom, it doesn't give you a chance to run. Then you're already right there in melee. And what
1: is its tongue attack? Um,
0: damage. The average on it is ten damage. But so I,
1: I feel like no. I would make that higher and make it like an acid tongue or something.
0: Ah, let me finish. Then okay. it is a necrotic damage. Oh, okay. To, yeah. So you know that's that's pretty awesome, and it can swallow you. It is awesome. All... Um.
1: As as what was the campaign... The what was the monster that kept swallowing us? I think
0: it was something you ran or was it something I uh, ran? I it remember. was something I ran. It was in the final session. Oh yeah, you of... said that thing
1: wasn't even supposed to be that tough.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, y'all shouldn't have been able to destroy it. I think with... it kept
1: swallowing Adrian, didn't it?
0: No. Uh, it oh. kept swallowing um, Steven, who was... Uh... Oh,
1: that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because
0: okay. he, he voluntarily shattered them <laughs> yes, into the did. stomach, which... Oh, you know, so great! I liked it because yeah, you know, he was thinking outside the box. Yeah, I go by the yeah. rule of cool. Yeah, as anybody who plays in my sessions knew. and I thought yeah, that's that, that's pretty cool. You know, I doubt there's really a yeah. shadow in there, but I like it. You know, um, not that he
1: needs a bigger head, but Stephen is a great player.
0: He is. He is, and <laughs> he shadow stepped in there, and then his roles were crap. Yep yep <laughs> and, and and that happens you know um but that is our creature feature for the week look forward to next week when we'll go with the letter c ah 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 c D is a uh, cookie yes you know, i may make a cookie monster <laughs> that would be funny if but, i um, can
1: have a suggestion <laughs>
0: Have,
1: yes. Yeah, make us face a Cookie Monster. And I really hope and I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your campaign, but I really hope we face a Grinch in Whoville.
0: We'll see. You never know what you'll face in Whoville. I love the, the idea that like someone
1: came up with that and you just went with it. Oh yeah. I, I mean, think that was Steven. It was.
0: Uh no, I thought it was you. Oh, I thought it was him. I thought he was like, was it Whoville? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. He said the Whoville and you said that about the Grinch. Oh, I thought you was, I thought you was meaning like coming up with the Grinch thing.
1: Yeah. Because Jasmine hates Grinches.
0: Yeah. For Mm. some reason. Uh, but that's really all that we have for this week. Hope everybody's having a good time. Hope everybody's ready for everyone games. And, You know, after this episode is over, I will be playing the trailer again for the Dice Heads. Be sure to check it out, because, you know, pretty fun, pretty awesome group of guys, and be sure to follow them on uh, any of your podcast platforms, because, you know, we're going to do it in seasons and have a good time at doing that.
1: Is it, like, different? Are you going to do... Different. They have to do different characters each season, or haven't you figured that out yet? I'm not
0: really sure yet. I'm not. I'm not going really to sure uh, which way we're going to do it, but we'll figure it out. That's and cool. uh, as for that, everybody, remember to like, share, and subscribe, and happy fall, y'all. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is
1: made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.
0: Welcome, everyone, to this exclusive one-shot, The Dungeon Daddy's Disciple. Kicking off the Dice Head Revolution, T and Cleves of the Seesaw Podcast, Chad Michael Bowton of Hindsight is 20 slash 200, and DM Richard from Night to the Brick. Over the course of the series, join Brago, MP, and Grog as they find themselves in an eerie seaside town with no way to get home. Do they have the strength to overcome the trials that the Dungeon Daddy has
1: in store? Let the dice decide.